the parable of Lazarus and the rich man really makes us, I think, uncomfortable, doesn't it? Pretty much all of us here are relatively, anyway, rich. Rich compared to many others in the world. Uh, So we've all been in the rich man's shoes, at least probably a few times. And I think you know what I mean. I mean, pull up to a red light and there's a guy begging right next to your driver's side window there. Or, you know, the food pantry asks for volunteers or father or our director of religious education who asks for help in some way in the parish. Someone's asking something of you. There's a need. We immediately get that awkward feeling. Our mind starts uh, racing. Excuses and rationalizations come to mind. You know, oh, that guy doesn't need help. Why doesn't he get a job? That person doesn't really need that food from the food pantry. Or I'm too busy to help right now. Or, or someone else can do that. Or I've already given enough. Or I'd be no good at, at that, whatever it is they're asking for. We make these excuses all the time. And then we wait for the awkward moment. You know, when the guy's begging or when help is, is being asked of us. We wait for that moment to pass. And then we go about our day feeling like we've dodged a bullet. But we're not really happier. In fact, we might even feel perhaps a little guilty. Because, well, maybe, maybe we are. Here's a tip, though. Now, I know many of you really are very generous with your time and finances when there is a real need. So, I think you know this, and it's not really a secret. If we do something, or give help to someone in need, if we volunteer in the community, we feel good. Even if God's the only one who notices our charity, it feels good. And here's another tip. We often worry our generosity will be in vain, that you know, the guy that we hand a few bucks on the side of the street will misuse our cash, or the person doesn't really need our help. Well, try not to worry about that too much. And sure, we do need to be a little prudent. You know, don't give cash, for example, to a guy who's obviously looking for drug money, or, or maybe we shouldn't give actual cash. I think this is actually kind of a good idea, but gift cards for food, maybe, or granola bar or something, or a bottle of water, or information about where more substantial help can be found. County social services, or, you know, in Minot, there's some resources for the homeless, and so on. Something. But when the need seems genuine at all, and if we feel safe interacting with a person, and I admit, you know, an intersection, busy traffic intersection isn't always the safest place to be doing these sorts of uh, deliberations, If it's safe, we should be generous. And God sees our generosity, and then we get that good feeling, even if they go and misuse the gift. Now, that misuse of of donations or gift or whatever, uh, whether it's food from the food pantry or commodities that are handed over or cash that's given or whatever it is, if it's misused, that's between the person and God, the recipient and God. It becomes, in a way, their guilt. We don't want to enable that, but, you know, once we do make a prudent decision, should not worry about it. Opportunities to get this good feeling of being generous, they really are everywhere, not just on the side of the road when someone begs 
next weekend, for example, we're going to have the opportunity to help Catholic Charities of North Dakota to do their good work. And, of course, uh, we have a lot of special collections throughout the year um, that uh, the donations go towards good uh, causes. But it's not just about uh, giving money when there's a collection or handing a few dollars over to a beggar. In fact, uh, for a rich man, the easiest thing to do is to hand a few dollars over and move along and forget them. I mean, how much better would it be if the rich man had bent down and helped Lazarus up, took him in and cared for him, found out what his real needs are? It would have cost him time, yeah, sure, but it would have been so much better for both of them in that moment. So let's be generous in our donations to our favorite charities, to our parishes, to people that we discern really are in need, but let's also give our time and our God-given abilities to help our communities as well. Case in point, the church exists to offer worship to God, to serve our community. All the bills can be paid and the church can be beautiful, and it is, but it can fulfill its mission if the members of the church aren't generous with their time and abilities. Uh, this place runs mostly on volunteers, and too often people sitting in the pews think, ah, someone else can do that. But honestly, there, there is no one else. Um, you are the local church, and things don't work without you. So God calls us to generosity, and that does mean sacrifice. But as it always does, a sacrifice made for the good of someone else, that's the very definition of love, by the way, it brings a kind of holy joy. After all, everything we have is from God. It's really his. And as our gospel reminded us so vividly, there are eternal consequences for how we use the talents that God gives us. As St. John of the Cross once wrote, on the evening of life, we shall be judged by our love. 